This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mercy Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm really humbled and grateful for the opportunity to continue guiding us through this particular discussion, this particular series thriving in your relationship with God. And I know for me, as I was preparing for this series, it really was something that I needed to be reminded about. Everything that we're talking about were all components to our relationship with God that I needed to be reminded about. Mm -hmm. So I'm just really, again, grateful for the opportunity to do this. And I'm joined by Melanie Wise and Rachel Thomas. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, (laughs) everybody. All right, so we're just going to jump in. Uh, we've got a lot to unpack today. So um, last time, in our last episode, we really started building out different components to prayer and really underlying why it's such a critical aspect to experiencing intimacy with our Father. Mm-hmm. I'd love to pick up where we left off and start by reminding everyone, most of all myself, that prayer is supposed to be a dialogue. Now, I must confess that sometimes I make lists, goals and benchmarks that I strive to reach in order to earn more of God's love. Items on this list include, but are not limited to, reading the Bible every day, looking for examples in my day where I can display unconditional love or verse memorization, really just a lot of legalistic stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? And this all sort of becomes cyclical, this idea of working to earn God's love and grace. Mm -hmm. And friends, I'm here to tell you, it's not just bad theology, it's flat out wrong theology. (laughs) You know, there's nothing that I can ever do to earn God's love and grace. And that's what makes it grace. The only thing that I have to do is receive it. Yeah. Oh man. All right. I feel like you're going to roll with that. No, (laughs) I actually was laughing when you said um, that you like to make lists. I don't know if you were Literally meaningless, but let oh, me just tell you. I, literally, yes. That teenage Melanie, <laughs> after, about to bond uh, right now. after yes, summer camp, yep. <laughs> I would make a list. That's great. If here's the things that I'm going to be better at. Did you in really? my, in my uh, Christian wall after summer yeah. camp? After summer camp, I'll be oh, like, man. here's everything I was convicted of, and yeah. I'm going to get better at all these things and write them down. It's like goals. Yeah, and it's you like know goals. what? Like, okay, before I say anything, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> Right. With being like, you know what, the Lord's putting his finger on something in my life. I don't want to grow in this area. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But let me just tell you that it was 100% coming from a place of because I got to earn something. Right. And that's I, where it becomes a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. And I share this all the time at um, Empower. If you've ever yeah. been to an Empower workshop, you've probably heard me talk about how. Um, you know, I, I, for me, it wasn't a struggle. I wasn't making that list because I was like, if I don't do these things, I will spend eternity in hell. Right. It wasn't right. that I was, I was pretty confident that I was saved, that the Lord had forgiven me that my, you know, my eternity was secure. It wasn't that I was, and I, and I honestly don't think I really struggled that much with believing that God loved me. Like mm-hmm. I was receiving, I could receive his love. I could receive salvation, but for me, it was about, I want him to be pleased with me. I want the Lord's pleasure on my life. I want the father's pleasure. So again, if you've been to empower, you're like, oh, I know where she's going with this. But like, (laughs) for me, like when I learned about and and really started to understand that like even God, when he said to Jesus, this is, Mm -hmm. or said over Jesus, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. It was before Jesus's earthly ministry and the miracle hadn't been performed yet. He hadn't done any great performances yet for, but 
God said, I'm pleased with him because he's my son. And so like learning how to rest and receive his grace, his love, his salvation, his pleasure has been like a lifelong journey for me. Still learning, still growing in that area. So I'm I'm glad you brought up that. You're in in good company. Yeah. Yeah. So So, uh, just getting back to this, you know, I have to recognize that I don't have to beat myself up when mm-hmm. I miss a day of Bible reading mm-hmm. because my Heavenly Father doesn't love me any less. And conversely, there's nothing I'll ever be able to do to earn more of His love. And yeah. here's the thing. I should desire to come to His Word every single day because the entire canon of Scripture is God-inspired. Mm. The living Word is one of the key ways we can hear from God mm-hmm. as we're talking about this idea of prayer and what it looks like. Oftentimes, the Bible is a great place to start. You know, if we're not listening for God's voice, if we're not pursuing him like he first pursues us, how can we consider what we have with him a relationship? Mm -hmm. If we're doing all the talking, then it's one-sided. No relationship can really sustain that way, can grow Mm -hmm. when both parties aren't interacting, aren't communicating. I mustn't come to the word every single day because I have to check off a box, but rather because I want to hear from God, Mm -hmm. because I want to grow in him and continue my pursuit of knowing Jesus deeper. If that's the posture of my heart, don't miss this. Then when I miss a day of reading his word, I won't be frustrated that I broke my routine or checklist. That's good. But rather I'll be hungry and thirsty for his voice. There there will be this felt discrepancy. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it'll just all change. And and again, it just won't be a checklist. It'll be... A, a, a hunger pang. Yeah. yeah. And that's, oh, I mean, that's good. where like the difference between, I don't remember what week we talked about this, but just the, the difference between existing and living. Mm. Yes. I will never forget. I think this was probably around like, it was sometime in college. Um, but I remember, um, when things shifted and all of a sudden my deepest desire was like, I, I shared about this, you know, on that, on that show about how I started meeting people who had this walk with God that I was mm. like, what? Yeah. Y'all talk yeah, about yeah, him yeah. really differently than yes. I do. And I yes. did say y'all. Yeah. I was in Texas at the Amen. time. I still say it. Amen. What am I saying? But anyway, you know, like I wanted that. Yes. I was desperate for it. I was hungry for it. I was like, I don't understand how you guys can talk about him yes. the way you do, but I want that. That's it. And so then all of those things that would be categorized as spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices, yes. going to the word, being in prayer, going to church, everything changed because it wasn't about just doing it because I do it. It was because I went to church every Sunday. Like, I want to meet you here. I want to know something about you today. I want to, I want to know you. I want to understand you. I want to walk with you. I want to know you understand. And when I went to the word with that, when I went in prayer, when I went to church, when all those things that I used to just kind of do now, there was a hunger behind it and it brought it all to life. And so I think that's, that's a big difference between just kind of like, meh, and yeah. like thriving in your relationship with him. Oh, totally. I mean, you're, I don't know if this is theologically correct to say this phrase, but I've heard it referred to uh, kind of like a holy jealousy in a sense of like you see people and it's like, I want that. I want what they have yeah. with Jesus. And I think, man, what would what would the world be like if there were more of us that were thriving? And not just like what you were saying, not just existing, but this, this living and flourishing and loving mm-hmm. our relationships with the Lord. Instead of it being this rote box of checklists, mm-hmm. uh, I just think, man, to, to desire and to want that, uh, man, what, what a way to, to truly like, spread the gospel without even having to stand on the sign at the end of a street corner yeah. and say, 
turn in whatever. I mean, you know, because <laughs> there's enough of that going on already. When people, they're hungry. Yeah. And when they see that you have a good, filling, life-giving thing, they want that too. That's right. And you you mentioned this verse, verse I can't say it right, this verse. Um, Julian, I just wanted to remind our, our listeners of, or I guess encourage us all with today, and that's just Colossians 3. 15 and 16 kind of talking about doing this naturally. It says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, my favorite part, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. That's right. I love that verse. So just to double down on this first point for prayer to be a true conversation, we have to listen to God through scripture. Mm. I just, I I don't think we can, you know, reinforce that point enough. Mm -hmm. We have to slow down, go to his word and listen for his voice. And his voice is good. That's Mm -hmm. right. His will is good. That's right. It's far better than anything I want. It's far better than Julian's will. It's far better than Rachel and Melanie's will. God's will for us is just so, so much better than ours. Mm -hmm. And again, we have to listen to him through scripture. Yeah. And one of the things that you know, we feel very, very, very passionate about here at Mercy is is also learning how to hear God for personal words through the Holy Spirit for mm-hmm. you and the things that you're experiencing or walking through. And um, all, let me say this a million times over, <laughs> all yeah. based out of the truth of Scripture That's always right. starts there. That's, That's the foundation. Right. That's the plumb line. Everything goes back to the Word of God. But then as you um, begin to learn more about him and his character and, and truth starts to really kind of infiltrate all that you are, then to be able to connect with Holy Spirit and to be able to receive, like th- as far as a conversation goes, like for me, it, it really wasn't until I came to Mercy that I started to like really learn this mm-hmm. piece and realize I had never really exercised this at all. And yeah. this gift yeah. that he's given to us where, yeah, my times of prayer with him were 100%. Lord, I got a lot to say to you today. Yeah. And so I'm yes. just going to go, I'm going to journal it, I'm going to write it all, and then I'm going to say, all right, amen, talk to yeah. you tomorrow. And I just could only imagine that God's like, okay, you will. Could have said a few things, right. had a couple of comments about what you were saying, but it's right. cool. Like if you just needed to let go and release yes. to me, okay. Right. you know. But as I started to really, really, really practice listening and, mm-hmm. and sitting yeah. in quiet and being like, Lord, and, and uh, you know, w- about, this will probably be the practical takeaway we give later today. But, yeah. like, this idea of literally asking the Lord a very specific question mm-hmm. and then sitting mm-hmm. and, like, just writing down, like, what do I feel like I'm hearing from him? Yeah. And then it, and then you absolutely go back and you right. you put that up against the word. Right. You put that up against his character. <laughs> if it right. doesn't line up with his character, That's then, right. you know, but, but I... That was so incredibly transformative for my mm-hmm. walk with him yeah. when I started letting him speak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I just even think through, you know, we've talked some about just our own pain and loss of experience in our life. If I did not know, I had been practicing this for, you know, a couple of years whenever we had, you know, our loss last year that was so difficult for me. Um, and if I, I've thought so many times, if I had not been practicing this, this habit of hearing and listening to the Lord, that would have been a really different process, I think. And and the things that I heard and received from him during that season of, of processing grief and pain, like I 
I'm blown away by what the Lord revealed to me mm. about himself through that process. But if I hadn't been practicing this, I would have missed a lot. Yeah. Like I still, I know yeah. the Lord would have still taken me through it, yeah. but I just would have missed so much mm-hmm. and, and really missed a lot in, in our relationship, my relationship yeah. with him. And so, man, I could not be more passionate about that, that piece of like, it's a dialogue. It's a conversation yes. to the point now where like when I go to pray and be with the Lord, I'm like, I get way more out of 10 minutes of listening to you than an hour mm. of me unloading to you. Man, and so I'm going to be right pretty there. quiet. Like to the point now, I really honestly think most of my time with him is just quiet and letting wow. him speak. Yeah. Um, not that he doesn't want to hear from you, but it's sure. just, a, it's a game changer. It's, it's a game changer. Enough. Yeah. I think so we, good. I think we all need to hear that in the age of social media, in the yes. age of instant gratification, right. you know, in the age of, you know, um, just, you know, there's just so many distractions, so many things vying for our attention, so mm-hmm. many things that, you know, to just take that intentional time to pause and be still. It's just, it's just such a good, a good practice, Melanie. I, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to remember that God already knows what we're thinking before we say it. Mm-hmm. So let's not waste any time playing games or skating around being honest with God. Yeah. You know, I'm not an expert on prayer, but I wanted to say this. There are much wiser men and women than me, who have written phenomenal books and given awe-inspiring lectures on the subject. And I really want to recommend Timothy Keller's book, Prayer. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an incredible, incredible book. Um, but anyway, so I don't claim to be an expert on prayer, but what I am an expert on is messing up. Break, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm with you. Breaking yes. promises, <laughs> falling short, right? Can I get an amen? Mm, uh, amen? And I can confidently tell you that through it all, through all my messes and shortcomings, Jesus is constant. Mm. He is faithful to me when I am unfaithful to him. It really doesn't make any sense, yet that's what's so beautiful about our Savior. So why then would I ever limit prayer to a few categories? Blessing a meal, asking for healing, reaching out when and only when things seem difficult. Again, not that those aren't bad sure. things mm-hmm, or, or mm-hmm. wrong you know, iterations of prayer. Um, but I shouldn't limit my prayer life to those things, to a monologue, mm-hmm. listing off needs and wants. Why don't I listen more? Mm-hmm. And while I mustn't feel bad any time my prayer looks like this because God, because God loves me all the same and mm-hmm. knows my every need, I should desire more. Mm-hmm. And desire comes from where? Our hearts. Mm, So like I said earlier, in order for our relationship to thrive, there must be communication from both sides. Think about your relationship with your spouse, your friends, your coworkers, your family. Conversation happens all throughout the day through text, Mm -hmm. you know, through, through, you know, instant messengers, you know, be it Skype or Slack or whatever it is, whatever iteration it is. Communication, conversation happens all throughout your day, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, consistently and sporadically. Communicating with others happens so much. I believe spontaneous and constant prayer should really be a habit of the heart and really look like that as well. Mm. Remember, the reality is that when we're in union with Christ, He is with us and we are in Him. He is in us. I can't emphasize that enough. (laughs) And if I believed that fully and wholly, I think that I would pray far more than I do now Mm. all throughout my day. And I would delight in it more too. Depression. Anxiety. Suicidal thoughts. Eating disorder. Unplanned pregnancy. Drug and alcohol addiction. These are just a few of the life-controlling issues faced by the young women who come to Mercy Multiplied. Mercy Multiplied is a Christ-centered, free-of-charge residential program funded by donations. 
please visit mercymultiplied.com today for more information. And remember, there is no problem too big or too small for God. Yeah, that's good. I love what you just said, a phrase, a habit of the heart. Mm. A habit of the heart. When I think about habits, um, you know, habits take intentionality. They take work. They take consistency. They take practices, you know, effort and concentration, but nothing, nothing good and lasting comes without effort. Mm -hmm. And prayer is no different. Um, I wanted to use this quote since we're talking about prayer. One of my favorite, um, he was a Franciscan, if I say that correct, monk back in the middle ages. Does I say that right? Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorite guys to read about. He has this little guide called Practicing the Presence of God, and it's mm-hmm. Brother Lawrence. Yeah. And I love it because he was not really, um, well, actually, he was not glamorous. I mean, he, I think his like most elevated position was a dishwasher. But he talks about praying for hours and, and developing his relationship with the Lord washing dishes. And I'm like, that sounds exhausting. I mean, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want that to be my first thought. I want to think, oh man, to sit with you for hours, Lord, and to just commune and converse, let that be the ultimate delight in my heart. But he said this, and I thought this was beautiful. It says, there is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. And he talks about literally like what you're talking about, Mel, just in the everyday mundane, even in washing dishes, the listening Mm -hmm. and talking to God, you know, Jen O'Tara talks about this all the time, which kind of was a game changer for me too, about, he already knows, but talking to God about the little things like, Mm -hmm. Lord, I have to, you know, this is my fifth load of laundry today, you know, Mm -hmm. and just bringing him into all of those intricate components of our lives. He already knows, but I think it's so beautiful that it will become such an intricate practice of my everyday life that like you said, Julian earlier, you know, there's not an hour I go by without talking to God. It's just such a part of what I do. And it feeds me. Um, like you said, Mel, I get more out of listening to him for 10 minutes than I do out of yakking for an hour. Mm -hmm. And I think that takes, it takes Mm. habitual practice. I mean, that's a big fancy word, but it just takes being consistent. Yeah. You know, it really does. And, you know, so I think in knowing how to kind of wrap up this portion of this series, um, you know, on the prayer element of our relationship with God, I I really do want to make sure that we give people because man, man, I can't imagine how many times when I was younger, I would hear people say like, well, you just talk to God throughout the day. I talk to God all throughout my day. And I'm like, but how? And I mean, the like the shame that I would feel of like, yeah. well, I am really slacking right. because I do not do that, you right. know? Right. And so for those who may just kind of be like, man, I just want to grow. Yeah. And let me just tell you that you do not stop growing. Oh, like totally. this is a life work. This is a, a an area 100%. for us that you just really can't ever reach the end of, which is what's so awesome about yes. the Lord. But I would, I would really encourage people, and I know I referenced the prayer journaling earlier, um, but I, I really don't want to get away from the fact that it is all grounded in the truth of the Word of God. Amen. That's good. And the more that I, the more that I immerse myself in the Word, the more confident I am about what is His voice and what's not. Mm, so a lot of people good. have come at this whole idea of like listening to the Lord, of like, well, I just can never tell what's Him and what's not. Like that's that's a normal 
that is a normal issue, right. absolutely normal thing. But as you get more immersed in the truth of his written word, yeah. you begin to start to like really be able to delineate that. Yeah. That lines up with the truth. That's that does right. not. In fact, I can pull out scripture that does not line That's up right. with that thought that just came into my mind, That's right. you know? And so you just start, start to really attune to mm-hmm. his voice and to truth. So I have to say that first, but yes. The prayer journaling piece, and you referenced Jen Otero. So this is this was 100% the practice that she <laughs> right. um, uses a lot with the people that she works with, yes. and she teaches about this at our workshops. Um, come to the workshops, please. <laughs> There's our not weekly purpose. plug. It wasn't yes. on purpose, but it always comes <laughs> but up. We kind of. um, but the whole idea of prayer journaling is really that idea of, uh, and again, this is a very, very practical like thing that you could start to put into day-to-day work. Yes. Okay, so... It's writing down a question to the Lord. And it might be a very specific question that you have about a very specific thing that's happening right now. Um, Or you could even just say, like, God, um, what's one of your favorite things about me? Yeah. God, what is something that you're excited about in my future? Or something Mm -hmm. just that's like... A general question. We actually, I think, on our website and our freedom tools, we do have, um, have a list of just some ideas of God questions yep. that you could just ask. Yep. So you write the question down, and then uh, this is my favorite part. You write two quotation marks, or well, a beginning quotation and an marks. End. You yes, write the right? first set of a quotation <laughs> yes. mark set, yes. um, and it's really just kind of a faith statement of like, Lord, I'm I'm ready to hear from you, yeah. and I think you're about to speak to me. Right. And and here was the game changer for me. You start writing. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that's coming to your heart and mind, you just write and you keep writing and you keep writing and do not stop when you start going like, is that God or is that me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that God or is that me? I'm not sure. I'm not sure because that's where I always stopped. Yeah. Anytime I try to hear or listen to the Lord, like I would just be like, I don't know if it's me or him. So I don't, I can't do this. Right. I, no, don't let that stop you. Whatever it is that's coming to your heart and mind, write it, just mm-hmm. write it and write it and write it until nothing else comes to you. Put a period on it. Close the quotation marks. Um, and then you can start to go back yeah. and be like, Lord, highlight anything in here that's not of you. That's like, right. show it to me. That's right. I'm going to line this up to scripture. If it's important enough, which it's all important, but like if it's if it's like a big thing that I'm like, I want to get insight from another spiritual mentor in my life who I believe hears from the Lord, mm-hmm. for them to just give me their thoughts on yeah. it. Does this sound like God? Like, does this Something. sound like his character? Does yes. this sound like that's when you go back? Okay, so that was a breakthrough for me to not mm-hmm. stop when I wasn't sure if it was him or me. No, just keep going mm-hmm. and then go back over over it on the back end. Um, and so I started practicing that just every day. I did it yeah. at least once. Yeah. Just one question to the Lord. Yeah. And over the course of time, I can so see how my ears have started to just attune to him more. That's and as it. I said, like now my time with him, I'm like, I, this is so stinking awesome yeah. to hear from you in this way that I would much rather spend this time listening to you and letting you talk yes. um, than me again, unloading all of my things on you. So Um, as you immerse yourself in the word of God, right? I encourage you to start building this practice in and start doing this every day. Just do it every day, at least once. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It'll change your prayer life. It'll change your walk with the Lord. Um, and so I can't encourage you enough. So that's, that's my challenge takeaway for all of you guys out there. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's, it should unsettle some people listening because this idea of entrusting um, you know, God and, and letting go and, and trusting that you're going to hear from him because he is so good and so faithful. And like I said in a previous episode, not in the business of b- breaking promises, mm, yeah. like just, 
oh, getting over yourself <laughs> and taking that first step to actually take that particular exercise into practice, I think it's going to be huge for mm-hmm. a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you for that. That's a great, 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 great challenge and first step for folks. Um, guys, I hope you're coming to the end of this episode encouraged and hopeful mm-hmm. and inspired to lean into our Father's loving arms through prayer. Every single moment of every single day is an opportunity to commune with God our Father through the Holy Spirit. So why would we ever over overcomplicate it or yeah. squander mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, guys, um, please, please, please tune in next week for our fifth and final episode in this series. Um, We're really excited to kind of bring this whole discussion full circle and hopefully empower and equip you guys with more practical next steps because that's what we're all about here, right? On Mercy Talk. We love that way. Making sure that we leave you guys with application because this is such an important topic. This idea of having a a deep relationship with the Father, it's Mm -hmm. it's so critical. You know, the stakes are so high. Yeah. Um, we're talking about our very soul here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just think that there's urgency there that we should all address and, yeah. and we should be excited and delighted for this next step yeah. of feeling, having felt intimacy yeah. with the Father. So we hope that you guys will uh, join us next week on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. Mm-hmm.